welcome to episode 368 of the Parkrun Adventurers podcast, a podcast about life. If your life is all about Parkrun, I'm Toc and I'm coming to you from Bunurong Country. And my name is Melissa Ellis and I'm coming to you from Wurundjeri Country. And welcome back, Toc. Uh, good to see you. This is the first time we have recorded with the video cameras going, so we're both in blue. Yay. <laughs> good to see you, Mel. It's, it's been a long time. My last recording was back the first week of December, so yeah, no, it has been a while. So oh. enjoying being back in the seat. Apart from our little guest appearance for the Christmas episode where we all all pitched in and did a little bit. Oh, that's correct. Yes. Uh, great to be back. Did you have a good break then? We haven't we haven't really covered your Christmas. I had an excellent break, Mel. We uh, we did the big road or not the big road trip. We did a big road trip up uh, to New South Wales this year. We decided that uh, we'd forgo our usual South Australian New Year's celebrations and we went doing a little bit of letter chasing so we started off our trip with a i think about a 1300k day in the car and drove up to inverell park run in northern new south wales to get our second eye which completed our our second alphabet um lovely lovely place we got up there on the friday and the rain came in and it was torrential and we started to think this is going to be a cancellation. Inverell <laughs> runs along a river, has some drains and some uh, things that run out over the course. And on the Saturday morning when we got up, they announced that they were running their B course, which was three laps out and back on a very short bit of uh, concrete instead of going the normal direction. So, yeah, a few lap courses there, but we got the uh, park run in, headed across for New Year's day to Queen Elizabeth at Casino. Um, Got to say, one of the more friendly park runs that I've actually been to, had an absolute ball there, just felt like part of the family. But once again, the night before, lightning, thunder, rain, woke up in the morning, clouds, lightning, thunder, thought, oh no, this, <laughs> this, is, this is a long, long drive to to sit in the motel room, but the clouds moved away a little bit. They moved north of the town and they were heading away from the town. So, so Park Run went ahead, albeit the grass that Casino runs on or Queen Elizabeth runs on uh, was very wet. The whole course is on grass and some of it was a little bit deep. But the event team came out uh, because none of the cafes that were open New Year's Day in there, they they brought out cakes. They had Zupa Dupas, and I love a Zupa Dupa. <laughs> um, great little event. And they were promoting, and I can't remember the date, Mel, but in May sometime, I believe it is, they have a like a cattle festival in the town, and Parkrun actually get out and have a, a – Parade, a, f- a float in the float? parade. Yeah, they have a float in the parade. Well done. Um, and I think they might have a rodeo. And I oh. thought, oh, hello, <laughs> oh, Mel Rodeo cattle. <laughs> right, okay. And and a difficult letter. Yeah. Oh. So from there we ducked across to the coast and um, went to Yamba Park Run. Um, once again, lovely park run. Talking to the ED's husband, he said, "Oh, there's better foot of water over this course last week." So we, we timed that really well as as well. Um, a pretty hot week up there. Um, great little location once again. Um, caught up with M Nico, which was really great. M came down 
to the park run and we uh, walked a bit and had a good chat with them, which was fantastic. And then the big road trip home. So, yeah, that was our our break. So, yeah, back into the um, into the real world and, yeah, back to Inverloch for a few weeks. You took a risk going north. I maintain that uh, the southern states have the most stable weather at that Christmas period. So I'm glad that they all went ahead for you. No, I think we were very lucky. There was cancellations going left, right and centre all around us, to the north of us. Uh, we were in an area that had major flood warnings. Um, as I said, the lightning and thunder nearly every day, the humidity was building up up there. Uh, it was a bit crazy. So no, we, we dodged a bullet and uh, had our good fun park running. Very good. Well, now let's move on. And we had, um, I've got some things that I wanted to clarify from last week's episode. <laughs> we had a few um, contentious points, but one, well, it wasn't contentious, but the meaning of our pod title from last week, YMMV, that was something that was mentioned by Andrew Blander in his Dazz's post, and it stands for Your Mileage May Vary. Now, Andrew did reply to our episode post saying, super honest to be mentioned on the podcast, YMMV, Your Mileage May Vary. It means that you understand people may have different opinion or experiences to yours. And Andrew shared a link with us which explained the history of the term, and I quote, unlike other initialisms which were invented and grown on the internet, your mileage may vary goes back to the 1970s and 80s in the US. During that time, automobile manufacturers frequently promoted their estimated mileages to compete. However, Due to the variations in driving conditions, they had no way of guaranteeing the exact mileage customers would actually get. Therefore, these ads would feature the disclaimer, your mileage may vary. So I thought that was very apt for our pod title last week. It is, Mel, and it does reflect that um, we come with a very diverse range of opinions and experience into Parkrun from the first timers through to the people that are, you know, blue shirts and whatever colour there, our next iteration of a thousand is going to be. So we do have a great um, depth and breadth of experience and um, opinion out there. Especially when it comes to adventurer challenges as well. Yes, (laughs) yeah. There's certainly a lot of uh, varying ideas out there from the, um, yeah, I guess from the stay-at-home variety through to the outright somewhere different every week. But there's a couple of other um, opinions to do with uh, another thing that we mentioned last week, Chalk. That's right. We also had some feedback from Bill Barker's email on creating an Adventures League. Callum Burrell commented, I've been on some leagues, mainly linked to some tourism-related Facebook groups, and they've left me slightly underwhelmed. The leagues favour those participating who regularly have a 60 to 80% age grade results. I certainly didn't feel the benefit of being in them, to be honest. Then we also had another comment from Helen Rutter, who added, consistency pays off too, not just performance. An age grade is fairer than overall time. I like them, even though my age grade is very poor now. And that's probably due to the fact that Helen's been injured and she's out walking at the moment. Oh, but she's enjoying her walking, isn't she? She is. She had an uh, excellent little trip over to Italy this week, a surprise trip. I did see that in the socials. And we also heard, lastly, 
from Janet Reid, who chimed in on the episode post with the hashtag, we need bucket hats. And for those who aren't aware, Janet and Tracy Wood are campaigning for Parkrun Australia to introduce bucket hats into their merch range, especially for the children at Juniors. It was these bucket hats that Ollie was referring to in last week's pod, not the BBL KFC bucket hats, which is what I had in my brain. Yes, Mel, I, th- I think it would uh, present a difficult range of uh, sponsorship. We started talking about wearing KFC bucket hats <laughs> to juniors. Yes, yeah, it doesn't really promote healthy eating, does it? No, and especially with their little their little heads on the little kids' oh, yeah. bucket hats that just be right down over their head and it'd be like <laughs> people running around crashing into things. Oh, okay, well, let's move on to our parkrun day just gone. We're not going to talk about mine. <laughs> okay, Mel. I, I see in our show notes we have a note not to ask, so let's skip on, shall we? Tell us about your day, Mel. I had an awesome day. We had another road trip. Um, Jack and Dano, our middle son, uh, we piled into the car and headed to our mainland, Nendi, uh, to complete um, event one thirty four at Jindabyne Park Run. And I, I say mainland Nendi, it was a seven and a half to eight hour drive. Um, for our friends in the UK that are literally surrounded by park runs, that is the sort of thing that's becoming a little bit typical with a group of us now is our Nendis are all eight or nine hour drives away. And Mel, I know yours is a bit further. Well, no, Tony, because Coroa has launched and we haven't been there yet. Ah, okay. So we have one that's in the <laughs> dot. <laughs> um, we went up there. Um, for me, it was a bit of an arbitrary completion of my volunteer alphabet, so I've volunteered at all the letters now. Um, and we had a bit of a frond form. Well, it was really great. Um, Shout-outs to Helen and Stephen Davis, Beck Bailey, Jackie and Dan O'Connell, Darren and Lucille Peed, Carolyn McRae, and Jan Manns, who all sort of rocked up, and a few of them, it wasn't their plan midweek. They just noted where a couple of us were going, and we all got together and went out Friday night for tea, which was really good, and caught up on Saturday again. And another shout-out, and this one's from Ollie, um, for Michelle Harbour turned Jindy volunteer Galia Young, who was our marshal on the day. So as I went round for the second time around the two-lap course, I actually walked back with Galia back and had a chat with her, which was really cool. Jindabyne, Mel, they're experiencing their second birth with the original event running from the 9th of June 2018 until the 14th of August 2021. And then they had a forced relocation due to Lake Jindabyne deciding that it wanted to be about two metres deep on the course and they had to shift. They eventually formed a secondary event up the hill a little bit, which became known as Jindabyne Sport and Recreation, which ran from the 30th of April 2022 until the 10th of June 2023. That was for 58 events. Um, The venue is currently having a lot of building work in the area, so they had to relocate from there again. And fortunately, the flooding has receded, although some parts of the course still showing almost water puddles, they're still fairly wet, relocated home for event 123 on the 25th of November. One of the highlights on the day was a bit funny. We were at the briefing. It was about two minutes to eight. We're all just about ready to go. And all the pop-up sprinklers in the park 
all popped up and started <laughs> sprinkling Uh-oh. as they do. And people were ducking and weaving everywhere. And, of course, the finish shoot, uh, there's some great photos from the day. And it's worth going and having a look. People jumping over sprinkler bursts and people running through and getting wet. So they didn't get them turned off. No, they're all a uh, automatically programmed thing and they're not something they can just go and turn a tap off, Mel. They ran for the entirety of Park Run <laughs> and the finish shoot was in the middle of a sprinkler zone for the whole of Park Run. I can actually picture it. Two lap course. On your end of your first lap, you actually had to do the um, duck and weave as you came back through the sprinklers. So there were people going left, right, and center. And uh, there's a great photo on the page of a fella jumping. Um, over a, a squirt of water. It's really funny. Um, and that quick breakfast after Parky and uh, back in the car for the eight-hour trip home. So that was my weekend, Mel. Yeah, that sounds pretty good. And I can imagine that. It isn't that long ago that I was actually up there myself at Jindabyne. I think I just went uh, towards the end of last year. And it was a cracking day. It was um, – I think they were expecting a top of 34 or 36 degrees or something up there on the edge of the lake. So there were plenty of people up there camping, you know, to make the most of the lakeside activities. Now, time to move on to a little bit of news and discussion for this week. Uh, I believe you've got an update for us or a special, some special announcements to do with Palm, Mr Party Planner. We have an update, Mel. It is about time. It's probably overdue time for us to uh, announce where and when we'll be going to different places. And for those playing along at home, the events will be created on the Park Run Adventurers Listener Meetup page in the next few days as well. And so we start off. Palm will kick off on Friday the 12th of April, as we all know. Our first event, the Friday afternoon Frio will be at Picnic Point Parklands Park Run. And that is an alliteration. That is a lot of poos going on there, <laughs> Mel. I've been practicing that one. Um, following that, we'll meet out for dinner. And the venue that we're going out to for Friday night is the Southern Hotel in Ruthven Street in Toowoomba, naturally, since that's where Palm is. <laughs> on to Saturday. Our chosen event for the day is South Toowoomba. Hooray! Where we will be hosted by our very own E-Man as the run director for the day. So that will be sensational. And I really must thank E-Man. E-Man's done all the work on the ground this year. He's booked the venues. He's organised things. So big shout out to E-Man. The podcast will be relocating. The actual cafe for South Toowoomba is a little bit away, so we're going to go to a venue that we can have for ourselves. We're going to a place called the Copper Bench Cafe uh, where we have the whole venue booked for breakfast following and then our podcast recording. Wow. So we're all at the one place, similar to WA last year where we didn't have to move halfway through or anything. Um, We have a whole cafe booked out. Uh, just for ourselves, exclusive use. Saturday afternoon, we do another Frio. And by then, it's usually a freedom walk for a lot of people, <laughs> walk and talk. Um, and that will be at Toowoomba Queens Park, Park Run course. Saturday night, we know the theme because Everyone listened to our podcast last week, naturally. <laughs> and for those that didn't, maybe you need to go back and listen to last week. But 
the Saturday night venue will be the Toowoomba Sports Club. Um, once again, we have a function room booked for ourselves. Food and drink will be off the menu, so you can go and select whatever you like. We're not having any set menus or anything, but there will be a small cover charge on the Saturday night uh, just because we've booked an exclusive room for ourselves. And uh, that'll be great. It'll be a great night. It's probably one of the highlights, uh, the recording and then the um, – the night out, the fancy dress. Looking forward to seeing how people interpret our fancy dress theme this year, Mel. I think that's going to be a, a bit of a uh, <laughs> an interesting assortment. I don't think we're going to have one theme running for the night. I think there's going to be several themes around a theme. Right, moving on. Sunday morning for those that haven't had enough of park run, <laughs> and that's all of us. Hopefully, Sunday morning we're doing a freedom run again at Highfields Park Run, and then we go out for a Sunday breakfast. And we've chosen the Abbey Lane Cafe uh, for breakfast, or oh, E-Man has organised the Abbey Lane Cafe. And from there, the rest of the days for people to fill in around Toowoomba as they see fit, or in our case, jump in a car, drive back quickly to Brisbane, hop on a plane and fly home. <laughs> yes, I've finally booked my flight, so I'm going to be flying in and out of Brisbane as well, and I'll be travelling from Brisbane on the Friday night with the lovely Belinda Taylor. But I don't know if I'm going to make I'm not going to make it in time for the Friday Frito. Might make it for dinner. Depends how quickly we can get out of the uh, CBD, I guess. One of the things, Mel, with the events that go up on the page, we would like people to respond if they can, particularly for the Friday night dinner and the Saturday night, just so we have some indication of numbers uh, that we can provide the venue with a bit of an update there. And for those people that um, are new to Palm, we actually have a messenger group uh, that we've got set up. So uh, by all means, flick us a message through the events and we can add you into the messenger group just so you can stay up to date and they're designed not to be a general chit chat but more a bit of information about the events and any changes and a heads up and that sort of thing over the weekend that's a really good point talk so we would ask that as we get closer to the actual events that if people wanted to um, maybe have a little bit of a conversation with other people in the group take that offline take that into another chat and just leave that specific groups for us to get information across yeah and that'll be information about the events and you know start times and all that sort of thing will all pop up in there thank you thank you for bringing us all that it's exciting it's um getting closer and closer so something to look forward to hard to believe mel that it's only just over two months away now <gasps> i gotta organize my costume and start dieting i think <laughs> anyway thank you very good so next on our list of things to discuss this is something that i've spotted in the media this week and i i decided to bring it up and i'll be fair i thought i thought it was um interesting that a victorian beach won the best beach in australia and it was Squeaky Beach at the prom. And it actually beat the farm in New South Wales, the Killalee Beach, uh, in taking out number one spot. I put this in to give it a, have a little dig and to um, cement our place as the greatest state. 
being that we've got the greatest speech. But you you came in and edited my notes, Tony, <laughs> and put a little twist. Credit where credit's due. I'll read what you've written. So Squeaky Beach announced as number one beach this year, beating the farm, which, of course, is the location of the beautiful Shell Harbour Park Run. So despite the most beautiful being located near the magnificent and sunny Inverloch Park Run, this technically makes Shell Harbour Park Run the most beautiful beach park run location in the country. Now, I'm going uh, to have to fess up here and say I didn't add that <gasps> in. <laughs> I'm thinking that Ollie! I'm thinking Ollie's been in the show notes this week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now I know what the trick is to get him to do some work on the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so um, Oh my god, I thought that was you that did that. No, no, I, w- I would have just claimed it as being near Inverloch and left it at that. I wouldn't have then gone on to say it makes Shell Harbour the most beautiful beach park run. Ooh. Be- because I can see an Ingrid out there with steam coming out of her ear saying, hang on, we're right on the beach. Oh, I can't believe I didn't realise that he did that. Oh, you're so naughty, Ollie. I'm going to get you back. Just you wait. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Oh, no. oh well. <laughs> Moving along from the uh, Australian Tourism Awards, uh, which clearly <laughs> believe that Victoria has the best beaches, uh, moving into a bigger sense, <laughs> Australia, Mel. We've, we've blown apart our attendance. <laughs> oh, dear. Sorry. Australia, we've blown apart our attendance record for the week uh, or for all time with a whopping 81,222 participants this weekend. What? How did this? that quickly so every week we go from record to record in australia um that's across 467 events with an awesome 4728 first timers to park run so the numbers every week are just growing and growing that is about an average of 175 people per event and so i'm doing some projection forward and i'm thinking when we get to 571 events, we're going to hit 100,000 people. But then I went backwards, Mel, and I started to look at some of our previous highs pre-COVID, and the numbers per park run were actually higher, but we had less events. So I think we're going to hit 100,000. It's probably still a year away, but I, th- I think the numbers are just trending up and up every week. I know we've got our resolution runners at the moment, and we're still in that honeymoon period where people want to come along from their New Year's Eve resolutions. Um, we have, you know, in the southern states, we have footy season starting soon, and where we lose a number of people to football and netball and those sports. But I can see even towards the end of October where those sports are finished. Our numbers are going to start to peak earlier than they have previously. And by the time we get to next New Year's Eve, our numbers are just going to explode. I'm sure that the stats geeks must have graphs to show that growth as well. Yet there's actually one on the Parkrun Australia website. Okay. I use that because if you move your cursor along, it gives you the dot and tells you where things are. Oh, okay, yep. I've been out of the loop. These numbers include the junior park runs on the numbers that I've just given you. Obviously, we have five junior park runs in Australia. Um, but even interestingly, Mel, 
31 Australian events this week recorded attendance records. So it's 31. That's a big jump. And they range from Palm Creek up in northern Queensland, just up above Townsville, where they had an attendance record of 44, to one of my favourites, Cyril Curtin Reserve, had 120. And the mothership, Lockheel, came in with an attendance record of 524 this week without Janet. Janet took off and the numbers spiked. Janet was down at Meningi, of course, uh, riding the ostrich. So, so, yeah, just interesting. Um, One of the ones I've picked out of the 31, Launceston topped their record and they topped it by about 80 or 90 people. They had Festival in town, which is a three-day food, wine, cider, beer and music festival, and apparently – the big spike in people was in that 20 to 30-year age group. The friends that do parkrun dragged along friends. But interestingly, on the day, they had a junior RD, a young lass by the name of Abby, and she handled it beautifully. Such a big lot of numbers. Obviously, Abby had someone else with her, but, yeah, Abby handled the crowd beautifully, apparently. Very good. Well, that's uh, that's exciting. But speaking of Launceston, there's a nice little link there to the next uh, bit of information we've got, and that was that Martin Dent's 10-year main beach course record of 1443 has been overtaken by Launceston's very own James Hansen in a time of 1433. This record has stood for 10 years on a course that includes grass sections and some trail. And um, amongst James' other highlights is that he is the Australian male parkrun record holder in 1353 and he set that back in August of 22 at Launceston. So there you go. That was that was big news again in the socials um, on Saturday. A lot of things seem to be happening at Launceston, Mel. And I haven't been there yet. That's on my hit list. I'm hoping to get there. We've done the course, but I think we may have done it on an older course. I think they've relocated since we did it oh. uh, slightly. I think part of their course has changed. We did it probably eight years ago. So I think okay. they've had a little bit of a relocation Yep. The start and finish is the same, but I don't think they cover some of the middle bit. Okay. Might have been a little bit too much like a road. Hmm. So, yeah. Well, Paddy Oshimo, last week he issued a bit of a naughty bingo challenge. So I thought, right here, I'm going to go and have a look at my weekly stats. We've had 190 weeks of noddies so far, and I'm missing three times. My bingo card on the weekly results. Uh, I'm missing an 8, a 9 and a 39. So I think Paddy from memory said he had one to go. So he's actually got the wood on me there, Mel. But I'm pretty confident if I go in and break down my uh, 1,327 individual noddies, I've probably got most of the times covered. Well, that's interesting because we don't know if Paddy's actually basing his on his individual noddies or the one that they only record one for the week, don't they? They only show one for the week on your page, yeah. And, do, and yeah. can you see that through the 5K app? Uh, I, you can actually see it through your Parkrun page when you go into the Oh, yeah, of course. Results. Yep. Yep. I haven't looked for it on the app, so I'm not sure. Oh, okay. Oh, well, very good. Anyway, Paddy's got the wood on me with that one. Well oh. done, Paddy. I'm going to 
have to keep going with my noddies. I'm just going to have to keep doing them. Look out, Patty. <laughs> you got someone breathing down your neck now. It's on. It's on like Donkey Kong. Oh, I'm just going to have to keep doing noddies. No excuse to let up. Now, we've got some notes about reminders. That is that we do have and we are yet to announce the Palm Exclusive merch, so stay tuned for that. And there was the reminder of the dress-up theme. Are we going to say it, talk, or are we going to make them listen to last week? <laughs> I reckon we make them listen to last week. Okay. For those that are involved in that messenger group, there was a spoiler put on there as well. So. I know. There was. And someone beat me to it. I was going to uh, put up a post and say, when you listen to the pod, don't give a spoiler. And I went to bed and woke up the next day to a spoiler. <laughs> Some people actually get the pod mail and they listen to it straight away, apparently. Yes. Some of us save it for the road trip to Park Run or whatever. Some of us listen to it straight away. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And you can tell, I could tell who hasn't listened and I who isn't a listener because of all the messages I received to say, you weren't at Park Run. Are you okay? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, well, I know you haven't listened to the episode. <laughs> anyway, okay, I think that's long enough for our intro, which has gone for half an hour. <laughs> yes. It's time now for us to throw to our roving reports. So let's have a listen. Good morning, Parkrun Adventurers. This is PK checking in for a roving report from overseas. Okay, well, not overseas, but over some one sea. I'm coming to you from Kangaroo Island. Kangaroo Island is the massive island to the south of Adelaide, and I'm here to do parkrun, oh okay, to do parkrun and also to tour around this beautiful, beautiful part of the world, which I think is like in the top 10 places to visit in the world now. Anyway, and it is certainly a divine, beautiful part of the world. Come and check it out. And we're about to do its parkrun. So let's go and check it out. See who's here. <laughs> and now I'm uh, at the end of the beautiful course, and I've caught up with some legends who I saw out on the course. Uh, g'day, Paul. How are you going? I'm doing well, actually. After that, yeah, well done. You are from Gunnersbury Ealing Eagles, reading your um, your Vitality Parkrun top, which is, of course, from the UK. It is indeed. Yeah, yes, we're from course. London. So. Fantastic. Yeah. And Jackie, how are you going? I'm I'm great. Thanks. Feeling a lot better having done that. <laughs> well done. Um, so, why did you choose to come to Kangaroo Island? Parkrun to the parkrun because it's here. Yeah, exactly. Island, Correct answer. There's so much beautiful stuff to yeah. see and, and visit touring, here. Yeah, touring South we, Australia, and we had to include Kangaroo Island. Yes, which has I been amazing. This parkrun. Yeah, well amazing. done. And what's been your favourite thing for so far? Uh, we did a tour yesterday, a wildlife and yeah. nature tour, and that beautiful. was stunning. Whereabouts was that? Uh, well, we started here. We went to Flinders Chase, yes. Seal Bay. Oh yes, up to Stokes Bay. Beautiful. Vivon, yeah. Vivon, Vivon Bay. Yeah. Uh, it was just mm-hmm. fabulous. Saw the sea fabulous. lions, the seals, awesome. lots of dolphins. Did you have lunch in Vivon Bay? We did. Did you have, have the whining burger? We did. Of course. Did. <laughs> Same. Same. <laughs> well done. Uh, and what does Parker mean to you, Paul? 
It means collecting, I think. <laughs> collecting, I, I like see, it. I seem yeah. to be collecting them over the years. And that's good. This is my 88th venue. So oh, wow, that's impressive. 230th run. So wow. I've got a whole alphabet. Oh, so wow. I'm, I'm now starting now on an Australian alphabet. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that's impressive. Thank you so much for coming out to Parkrun. Oh, I'm going to talk God. to these legends who are here from Perth. G'day. Oh, hi, how are you? What's your name again? I'm so sorry. Joan. Hello, Joan. I'm PK and... Jim. Hello, Jim. Joan and Jim. I love it. Uh, and what's your home Parkrun? We're Mount Helena in Perth. Fantastic. Yeah. And what brings you to Kangaroo Island? Well, again, we're touring around and you cannot not come to Kangaroo Island when you're this far south. And Indeed. we've heard so many wonderful things about it. So we're here for 10 days yes. to explore. Well done. And, of course, tick off a strange park run. <laughs> <laughs> what does park run mean to you, Jim? Well, it's a community thing and it's somewhere that, something that can get the whole community together. And we particularly enjoy our friends at Mount Helena where we... Uh, where we, that's our home run, so we enjoy that. And it's just great to help to keep yourself fit and a bit motivated to do something. Love it. Fantastic. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Short and sweet. Um, we can now go and enjoy our breakfast that we've earned, right? Absolutely. <laughs> well done. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Cheers. And now I'm with Deb, who I said, are you one of the EDs here? And she's like, oh, I might as well be. I think everyone just we're, pictures we're, in, right? Yeah, we're a small little community here. Fantastic. So I guess we could all say we're equally EDs. But no, Tessa Chalet, she put in the hard yards and got this set awesome. up. Awesome. Nice just one. Just a little wingman. Well, when, well, I did mention the halfway marker um, that says, yeah. woohoo. Um, and you, did you claim to, to do that? Uh, yes, that's <laughs> yeah. my park ranger and me about positive <laughs> messaging. So, yeah, uh, I love it. <laughs> well, it certainly helped when I got to the halfway mark and actually on the turnaround um, post it says woohoo um, you got to love that at a park run this is a beautiful park run uh, is this this is your local this is at my yeah. local yes so and I think this park run's been going for I'm going to say at least just over eight years because I have been pregnant and had four children in the duration of park run here on Kangaroo Island so that's how I remember how long it's been going awesome well it's a beautiful park run what's the average number you get here well, oh, Tess is probably good with that because she enters in the data, but I would say, well, we've got today, we've got close to 30. I would 30. say we, it's really peaks in the summer, obviously, to reflect the tourism, but I would say around 20. Um, yeah, but then yeah. I think the actual record, Tess was only saying this the other day, was well over 100. So after the bushfires, we yes. had the army <gasps> over here of helping. Of course. The, and um, I think we had over 100. Wow. But we had like the literal drill sergeant. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. They, oh, they would have been run. probably uh, yeah. a lot, lots of fast yeah, finishes. Yeah, but winter's tough and it probably drops down to under 10. Yeah, um, that's so, right. That, that's yeah. when you can come and get your uh, your top 10 finish. Yes, that's right. <laughs> that's the beautiful thing about it. That's the best thing yeah. about this. Like today I looked at you and I was trying to chase I know, you because I was thinking I about our age group, at least with different gender, <laughs> because I, usually you can go home and you can look at your results yes. and go, you got best in your age group. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> well done. Thank yeah. you so much, Deb. I better go and uh, have a, maybe have a jump in the pool. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. Thank yeah. you so much. No problem. Cheers. Yes, well, I have done Kangaroo Island Park Run and it is beautiful. And I'm now doing what any sensible person who has um, just sweated it out at any park run should do, have a swim. So um, this is me signing off saying, see you later, Kangaroo Island Park Run. It's been amazing. I'm going to go and have a swim and uh, literally I'm going to hand my phone over to Esme. Thanks, Es. What am I doing now? He's walking into the tidal pool. Oh, he's fully in the... Oh, there he goes. How is it, Dad? Oh, yeah. That's good. Production shot. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Good morning, Parkrun Adventurers. It's Sarah here from the West Side, and this morning I'm checking in with Tim Franklin. Good morning, Tim. Morning, Sarah. Morning, team. 
Um, so it's actually a Sunday morning and Tim has just completed, is it 30 k's this morning? Days. 30 k's, yep. Nice. Um, so Tim arrived back in Australia yesterday at Cottesloe Park Run. Tim, could you tell us where you'd come from and a little bit about your story? So most recently, I just flew in from Singapore, but I'm on the adventure of a lifetime. I'm actually running around the world. Um, I start, I'm from Brisbane, Australia. Uh, I started with South Bank Park Road in Brisbane 428 days ago, uh, and I've been lucky enough to run across New Zealand, North America, South America, Europe, um, and just most recently Malaysia and Singapore for my little Asian stint, and I'm 19,170 kilometres into my 26,000 kilometre journey across the world. Crazy. So that's about 7,000 k's to go? Yeah, 7,000 k's to go, um, just hugging the coastline of southern Australia. So the home stretch, right? (laughs) (laughs) The the world's longest sprint finish. (laughs) Um, So no doubt you've had some incredible adventures. Could you maybe share, say, three top adventures or three memorable places or experiences with the listeners? Can do. The first one and one of the the highlights I had was running over the Andes in South America, um, down in Patagonia region of Argentina and Chile, just phenomenal part of the world. I'd never been there before. Chileans were lovely. Argentinians were lovely. There was snow over my head, like pushed onto the roads, but the sun was out. One One of the best experiences of my life, running across two countries, 3,000 metres above sea level, uh, unreal. Um, And then I ran the Thames Path in London, and that was was awesome. That was a great little adventure running through private paddocks, along the river, through pubs, unreal experience. And, oh, third one. Third one had to have been landing back here in Oz um, and, and seeing a beach and people out enjoying the sun. I've been in the cold for so much of this trip. Uh, that was amazing. And I was really lucky to have my sister and my brother had flown in to see me um, land here in Perth. So yeah, they're probably the three highlights. Awesome. And we were stoked that you chose Cottesloe Park Run um, as your, your starting place back in Australia. Um, so how many kilometres would you run a day on average? Uh, so. Running-wise, every time I run, I think my daily average is about 53 and a half kilometres. Um, and then I think all up, it's about 47 and a half, 48 k's as an average, including all my rest and travel days and, and injury. and Crazy. And that's 428 days straight. 420. Doing that. Yeah, 428 days straight. Yeah. Phenomenal. And can you share a little bit about your inspirations for beginning this um, crazy journey? Yeah, so my why, if you will, is, is a fewfold. Um, one is I wanted to go on an adventure of a lifetime. I'd just gone school, uni, full-time work, and I got to an age where it's a now or never to have a bit of a gap year. So that was one of the reasons I wanted an adventure. But it's deeper than that, is we just lived through COVID. I myself, at one stage, had a really sedentary life. And then I started moving. And what movement has done for me and the people I've met, but my health, both physically, mentally and emotionally, just it's done everything for me. It's my, now my lifestyle. You know, it's what I do for a living. I'm lucky enough to coach adults and kids. Um, so that that's a why. I'd love everyone, if everyone can feel the endorphin release of, you know, like coming across the finish line in a park run, knowing that you've achieved that when you didn't think that was possible is the coolest thing ever. And I want everyone to feel that. 
Um, and then and then I've obviously got charity partners for my run, which are more than just I'm just going to pick a charity and go with it. But they, I, I work with them. I've been involved with them f- for years, and that's inspiring brighter futures, which helps at-risk kids. Um, I've also got the Lung Foundation. One of my support crew lost um, her mother to lung cancer, so I'd love to help out there, find a cure or quality of life uh, for longer. And then um, there is Wings for Life, which is spinal cord injuries. And, you know, those guys don't have the privilege of, of running like or walking, and, and, and I, hard, I hate to take that for granted. So if I can find a cure or raise awareness for those guys, then, yeah, that's that's probably my whys. Yeah, I love that. And you're right, it puts things into perspective of how much we do actually have and how many opportunities we all do have. Um, now, Tim, you are a park runner, is that right? Tim's just grabbing a drink. It's okay, you can have your drink. You've just been um, running for, for 30Ks. Um, so you are a park runner, is that I correct? I am, I am. I love it. Every Saturday you'll so find me. South Bank, generally? So, yeah, so South Bank, New Farm. Yep. I, I, and just coming out of COVID, I actually did a um, tour to park run. So we did sort of Brisbane and every week we went to a different one that we hadn't been to before. But yeah, I'm a park runner from way back. Awesome. And I, I did have a look at your profile yesterday. So I think we said, was it 18.06, your quickest? 18.06 is my quickest, yeah. your yeah. quickest time. So not only only are you fast, but you've got the, the stamina as well. So phenomenal. Um, also, just a little bit of your inspiration. No doubt you've been on a um, bit of a roller coaster of emotions throughout this journey. So, um, for those people who might not have been to Parkrun, they're still listening to the podcast, maybe they haven't been to Parkrun for a little while. What are some inspirations you can just you know, share when you've been um, struggling to get you out there? Yeah, I, I think one thing is surround yourself with people that want to make you better or that you want to be better around. Um, and usually people that park run are, are driven people, positive people, successful people that just want to be better. So if you can surround yourself with those type of people, life's going to be a lot easier. Um, and then also when you're motivated, and motivation doesn't necessarily last forever, um, when you're motivated, build habits that do last forever. So, for instance, if you know that you want to park run on a Saturday morning, lay all your clothes out on a Friday night. Give yourself no excuse as to why you can't get up. And then you might wake up at 6.37 and be like, oh, I'm tired. Look over, your clothes are there. Just get up, do the habit, put the clothes on, have your coffee or your drink or your banana or whatever, and just get out the door. Love that. And then before too long, it's done, right? And then it's done. Yeah. It's done. It's over. And by nine o'clock, you're, you're off to a flyer. You're ahead of the yep. game. You can enjoy your weekend. Awesome. Um, if people want to follow your journey, because it is an incredible journey and you've still got a little bit to go, not too far to go, where can they find you? Uh, the best place to find me is on Instagram, just at Timmy R. Franklin, um, or just search Tim Runs the World. Um, and then my website's just timrunstheworld.com. Yep, fabulous. And hopefully, um, when you're on the home stretch, you'll be aiming to finish. Where would you hope to finish? Um, I, I have to finish I have to finish where I started, okay. which is Southbank in Brisbane. And the aim now is I started with Southbank Park Run, and the aim is to finish awesome. with Southbank Park Run. And also, I want to do park runs all the way across. Great. So if I land near a park run and happens to be a Saturday morning, I'll be there. Yeah, fabulous. So if there's anyone in Adelaide 
um, I guess anywhere along the, the south coast, Albany, um, up the, the north coast of New South Wales as well. Keep following Tim's journey. Hopefully you can meet him somewhere, catch him for a park run. He's a true inspiration and we've, um, we've loved having him in WA. So we had to get down here this morning and have a run with him. So thank you for sharing your journey and good luck for the rest of your journey. No, awesome. Thanks for, thanks for having me. Thank you. Good morning, Parkrun Adventurers. It's Lyndall and I am visiting the lands of the Owabagal people. Um, and I've tracked down run director Simon at Newey Parkrun. G'day, Simon. How are you today? G'day. Yeah, uh, very well. It's a beautiful day here at Newey today. It's lovely temperatures. Nice bit of breeze to keep everyone cool. It's been a great day for an event. It has been. I'm from Queensland. This is absolutely, absolutely pleasant for me. Yeah, I'm sure, yeah. You should be wearing a jacket or something. Yes, I think. Yeah. pretty much. I think it's going to heat up here over the weekend. I think it's going to get to 38 maybe Monday so yeah, yeah hang around okay yes now Newey Park Run event 555 I changed to 555 even though that was always unofficial and now it's frowned upon it's still something that people recognise and you had quite a big crowd here today we've had the numbers have been up since the beginning of the year we often see a, 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 a big influx of new runners obviously people making news resolutions and that sort of thing so the numbers have been very high since then they will drop off I mean we normally manage about five to six hundred comfortably most weeks we're up over 700s at the moment I think but when things like school sports and Saturday sports and things start yes. kicking off on Saturday mornings the numbers will start to dwindle a little bit yeah. and we might get back to what our normal sort of run numbers are yeah 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 now event 555 also means that you have been going quite a while here in yeah. Newey yeah um, so we started over 10 ooh, 11 years ago now um, Dave Robertson started it off with I think it was about maybe 27 runners initially yeah. um, we've um, we've just had our first 500 runner finish um, who and there was a big celebration for that that occurred towards the end of last year I think in November last year um, so and that's the runner who's been primarily running Newcastle Park Run uh, she wow. now she pretty much lives on course actually I think she's got a house on, on yeah. over, the, over the creek there um, so yeah there's big numbers here now um, yeah. we have come in regularly in the, in the top few park runs around Australia in terms yep. of numbers um, I think there's been a time a couple of times I think where we've been the, the, the biggest yep. um, so yeah it's a big event it takes a lot of volunteers to, to run it as you can see as you look around now there's an awful lot of people wearing the, the red park on volunteer vests making it all happen there is you have a lot of volunteers on course what number of volunteers do you need oh, here quite few. We no, it's normally about 25 or so to get yep. the thing running um, as you can see we haven't got an awful lot of space here for the finish so we have to kind of manage a large number of people finishing a race yep. in a relatively small amount of room so the system has been uh, evolving yeah. over time and continues to do so as you make little improvements here or there you may notice for this event we started putting some seeding um, yes information on our uh, flag oh, line yeah, there yep, to yep, give people yep, a good idea about where they should be placing themselves to yep. try and thin out some of the early the, the early part of the race so particularly around that first bend where things yep. can get a bit congested yeah yep, yep. all right now um, I did see Robbo out on course. Yep. Robbo is a um, fr long-time friend of the podcast, actually. Sure. Do you have lots of runners that have just been here the whole time? It, that, Are you that, one of them, Simon? That does seem to be, seem to be the way. I'm, I'm, I wouldn't count myself amongst that crew, no. <laughs> I think I've, or I'm coming up, I'll be doing my 250th this year. Yep. Um, 
Now, when you look at the, that, that may seem like a lot, but when you look at some of the numbers, some of the people are getting now, like the 500s, yeah. it's, you know, you're, you're still a rookie. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> uh, to be part of the crew, though, and actually to know some of the guys and to be able to work with them on keeping this thing running is a real honour. Yeah. Um, it's it's good to see them still coming back. The more you do this every week, the more faces you realise you just see every week yeah. and the more friendlier it gets. Yeah. Um, it's like the crowds are starting to thin out now, but the amount of people who are just standing around having a chat yeah. um, at the end of the race is, uh, is all really encouraging, and it, which gives me an opportunity, of course, to get back on the mic and start to harass people to, to volunteer again <laughs> a idea. little bit for the next couple of weeks. All right. Now, I'll let you go in a moment, just quickly, a um, description for Nui of the course. Okay, so the course is around a, uh, the creek, the uh, Crosby, Throsby, sorry, Throsby Creek. Um, it's an out and back course. Uh, it's um, the creek's on one side of you. There's normally houses and residential areas on the other. It runs around a bit of a mangrove swamp at one end as well. Um, a very attractive mangrove swamp. It is a very attractive mangrove swamp. <laughs> and in certain times of the year, you'll see it's just full of bats and it can get pretty noisy. It's pretty exciting. Yeah. Um, it's a, it's, it is a beautiful place to run. You're, you're out two and a half. You're, you've got a 180 degree switch back and then you're, you're back the same two and a half that you've run. Um, it's... A bit it's, of mixed terrain? Yeah, a bit of mixed terrain. There's, it's mostly pathed. It's pebble yeah. creek in some areas. Um, there's a little cafe on the road, you know, but we don't encourage anyone to stop and have a coffee midway through because it tends to hold up the volunteers yeah. getting home. <laughs> but, uh, um, and, uh, I mean, being in Newey, the weather's always pretty temperate. It's, yeah. um, it can get a bit warm here in some mornings, get a bit sweaty, but those are rare. Normally, there's a lovely breeze coming off the sea, like today, to keep everyone a bit cool and fresh. Um, yeah, it's a beautiful place to walk. Excellent. Now, is there anything else you'd like the parkrun adventurers to know about Newey? Um, only that um, I guess if you haven't run here, come and run here, yeah. I guess. I mean, we are, um, I didn't want it to come across that we're complaining about big numbers. Of course we're not. No. You know, the, the, the more, the, the better here. Yeah. So if you haven't come to Newey, you find yourself in the area. I know Newcastle doesn't necessarily get an awful lot of tourists in. It's kind of why we like it. Yeah. Um, but in terms of parkrun uh, tourism, yeah, get yourselves down here. Um, get yourself down here fairly early. Parking can be a bit of a problem. Um, if it's a big week so get down here a little bit early get yourself a parking spot locally and, and, and get into it it's, it's, a, it's a great run brilliant thank you Simon thank you for taking the time out of your busy day to talk to me and thank you for everything that you have done and will continue to do for Newey Park Run no, no problem thank you very much <laughs> And there we go, Mel. That was an excellent set of uh, three rovering reports. Uh, we heard from PK at Kangaroo Island, and that has to be one of the ideal bucket list destinations. Um, KI to me is just a place. I have a list in my phone, and KI is one of those. Um, the list isn't that long. I've only got about 15 or so in Australia that 15? are on the list. Well, there's a lot that I want to go to, but there's a bucket, bucket list, and KI is definitely one of them. And uh, PK was talking to some of the tourists there and one of the event team, Deb. Um, we heard from Sarah with Tim Franklin. Uh, as, as a person that likes running some distance, Mel, I cannot conceive how you would possibly run that far for that many consecutive days and still look forward to getting out and doing a park run. <laughs> <laughs> That's just amazing. Uh, you know, cars get serviced more often than that. I mean, how does he how does he handle fatigue? How does he handle just the body wearing down? That's it's an amazing run and, and congrats to him. And uh, he didn't actually say, though, when he was planning on, 
on getting back to South Bank. He did say that was where he was going to finish, but he didn't actually give us a date for it. No, we'll have to follow along on Insta, I suppose. Follow along and listen yeah. to it. But I liked the comments around yourself with driven people. That's really something that I've always sort of aspired to do, not only with my running but just, just generally in life, like people that are, I don't know, People with a purpose and People a goal. People with a purpose, and, yeah. And, and yeah, when you're, a focus. When you're doing things, build a team of experts, you know. But um, Oh, geez, and you brought me in to sit and talk about a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fail. No, not at all. But, and lastly, um, sorry. sorry. No, no, I was just going to add that um, I find that runners are generally really positive people because, look, you don't, you don't get out of bed to go for a run unless you're a happy, positive person, do you? All those grumpy people don't get out of bed. <laughs> no, unless you've got a, a bit of a function. Yeah. Maybe the grumpy people are the ones that run at midday. I don't know. I don't <laughs> see them. I see happy people in the morning and the evening. It's, exactly. Anyway. And lastly, we heard from Lyndall at Newey. Uh, Lyndall was having a chat with the RD, Simon. And, uh, yeah, it was a course that featured on a couple of years ago, O'Neill Palm up at Newcastle. Yeah, our Friday Frito it was at Newey. And uh, Lyndall's up there, of course, for the Oceana, Oceania? Oceania. How do you say that word, Tony? Oceania. <laughs> Their triathlon <laughs> para championships. And she commented that Robbo, he was also at Newey on Saturday and also Lauren Parker. He was her personal handler on Saturday and Sunday to help her win the Oceania Championship for para-triathlon wheelchair category. And he's a top bloke, Robbo. So, and well done to Lauren as well on her win. Absolutely. But now it's time for Dazza's. And this week, Dazza said, it's ice cream for breakfast day. Come on in, tell us if there was ice cream included in your breakfast and share your parkrun stories. And some of our comments smell this week, and I think there was about 150 comments, and I must apologise early for people out there that um, put some emojis into their comments. My little cut-paste effort, uh, all the emojis disappeared, Mel, so if there's a bit of blank silence there, that's because <laughs> I've made a mistake. But firstly, we heard from Heather Hunter from New South Wales, of course. Apparently, I couldn't decide whether I wanted to wear Short or long tights today for marshalling at Forster. I almost ordered pancakes with ice cream for breakfast, but changed my mind at the last minute. If only I'd known about this special day. And the pick was Heather in the volunteer vest out marshalling on course. And I'm not sure whether she's got one leg in long shorts and the other one in short longs or what, <laughs> but one's up above the knee and one's well down below the knee. So... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, an odd picture, Heather, but well done for marshalling. We also heard from Alison King coming to us from New Zealand and she said, ice cream for breakfast, you say? I'll take that and raise you breakfast, lunch and dinner. Vicky Bruin and I met up after our respective park runs. I was RD at Paranga and she ran a new PB at the University of Waikato for an ice cream crawl around Hamilton. Five stops and nine scoops later, the winning stop was stop number three at Duck Island where I had fig leaf and raspberry ripple and toasted marshmallow while Vicky had blueberry buttermilk and gooey butter cake and coconut caramel sesame chocolate peanut. Oh, my goodness. Here we are at our fifth and final stop and Alison 
sent a really good photo of herself and Vicky holding those very yummy sounding ice creams. And we wanted to say a special congratulations to Alison. It's actually her 250th. I think it was last week. And because we didn't have our usual reports provided, we missed it. So we're very sorry, Alison, but congratulations on your 250th. And congratulations on a fantastic description of a couple of ice creams that make me want to go to New Zealand now to taste test ice creams. Makes me want to eat ice cream. (laughs) Next, we heard from Anne Fry. Oh, salted caramel or Golden North Giant Twin. Today, I RD'd at Anstey with some fantastic volunteers, including three at the finish line who were either taking on new roles and or volunteering at our event for the first time, plus a couple of amazing regulars and Buffy, who cheered everyone on. And the picture there was Anne and the Anstey team in a uh, beautiful-looking bush setting, and that actually made me think that's a pretty cool-looking track, Mel. I like the bush and the trails. That one looked really good. It is very good. I've done Anstey. You would love it. Go and do it in the cold weather and it's all misty and lovely. Cool. Now, we also heard from Kathy Crispin coming to us from Queensland and she said, no ice cream and I forgot to have a selfie with Rocky at Panania Parkrun. I was just too excited being back at my home event and seeing people. And there was a pic of Kathy with a great big smile. So she obviously likes being at home at Panania. Well done. Back in South Australia, Jonathan Morgan. Ice cream would not have survived long at South Para Reserve Park Run, given the high of 35 degrees Celsius today, but plenty of fruit and cake to celebrate the RD's 29th again birthday. Volunteered as roving photographer out on the course. And there's a picture of Jonathan and the South Para volunteer team sheltering from the sun under a big tree and all around them, bright, bright sunshine. I believe our friend Brendan Peel was out at South Para this weekend as well. Now, we heard from the lovely Rebecca Bailey, also coming to us from New South Wales. New South Wales is well represented this week, I just might say. And she said, well, Dazza, there's a mountain bike race on in Threadbow this afternoon, so I thought, why not make a weekend of it and grab a new event location as well? Check the volley roster for Jindabyne on Wednesday to make sure they were all good and didn't need any more volleys. What do I see? A Tony O'Connell on the roster. Message the one and only top that I know. Turns out it's him. And there's a frond at Jindy this Saturday. Fantastic. Love an unplanned frond. Well, me being in this frond was unplanned. Left work at 5pm Friday for a nice five-hour drive down, set up my tent at NRMA and went off to sleep beautiful view to wake up to in the morning and the course runs right past the campsite bonus 10 minute walk to the start with the stunning lake views on a bluebird day had a jog around had nice coffee said goodbye to the friendly friends then off 30 minutes up the hill to Threadbow for a great day's riding and racing dazza i think this saturday just pushed gingerbine park run into my top three and i get to ride more bikes tomorrow and we had a lovely photo and Beck shared a pic doing a zoomie in front of Lake Chinderbine. Yeah, it was really good to see Beck up there as a bit of an unplanned and surprise day. And her campsite, while I was walking the second lap, uh, Beck was back packing her campsite up because she had to take off for the bike run. And her campsite was almost on the park run course at the same time as being on the edge of a lake. <laughs> so very convenient for park run. Right, 
Staying in New South Wales and continuing a bit of a trend up there, we heard from Sam Schroeder. Filled up a bus and joined some friends at Two Rivers Wines Park Run. What a blast. And the photo that Sam shared was a pic of a bus and a large group of occupants. And for those that are not familiar with what Sam's up to at the moment, Sam is organising a couple of trips with a group of parkrun friends and taking them out to different parkruns, out to, I guess, different areas. Um, There's a Facebook group called Sam's Plans for those that are interested. It's just a group of like-minded people getting away and experiencing a new parkrun in a different area. Much like the way that Andy Airy does it over in the UK. Very much. Now, I had to throw some Victorian ones into this uh, Dazzers this week talk and I chose Billow coming to us from Victoria and he said, hey Dazza, what a great day with these legends at Maribyrnong Parkrun followed by an ice cream iced coffee for myself and Jamie while the lovely Jodie Maisie had an ice cream iced chai latte. Now say that three times fast. <laughs> there was a pic of Billow, Jamie and Jodie with their ice cream milkshakes. Very good. Now, going a bit further afield, Tracy May from the UK. That almost that rolls off the tongue really well. <laughs> Half a triple chalk muffin and a cup of tea to celebrate my 100 volunteer at Urchester Country Park Run this morning. It was a little cold for ice cream. And Tracy provided a picture of the muffin. And congratulations, Tracy, on the 100 volunteer milestone. Excellent work. Wonderful. And we heard also from Phil Olson in the UK, and he said 250 venues completed at Dinton Pastures yesterday. And he shared a picture of himself showing his custom 250 shirt, which was really cool. Had all these little boxes sort of on the back like pixelations. Couldn't see the writing. Don't know if it named events or not. But, yeah, looked really cool. So well done, Phil. That's a good achievement. Cool. Now, an envelope. Uh, Mr O'Connell, do you have it there? Well, I have an envelope in my hot little hands. Oh, I can see. I I got the camera ready. (laughs) And what's more, the envelope has a name in it. (laughs) Mel, this week's Obi is... Alison King. I'm trying to get that in there. There we go. Excellent. Thank you. Congratulations, Alison. It was a week late, but uh, well-deserved for your 250th and some really cool-sounding ice creams. Yeah, the ice cream's got me. Congrats on the 250, Alison. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to have to find this Duck Island. It sounds really awesome. Now, would you like to read the email? Certainly, Mel. This week we had an email from E-Man and it says, Hey team, looking forward to hosting you all in April at Australia's Garden City. We're pumped to have so many adventurers check out our little part of regional Australia. On Saturday, Team Vergara went on a cheeky parkrun adventure long weekend to Tokyo and participated <laughs> in... Oh, hang on, Mel, you've stitched me here. <laughs> Fudakota Nagawa Park Run in Tokyo. Thanks, Mel. The country's first park run event. 
<laughs> I should have read that. No wonder you didn't have a name beside this on the running sheet. <laughs> Back to the email. It was cold and windy, but clear skies allowed us to see Mount Fuji in the distant horizon. We joined the event team for coffee afterwards, and it was great to hear how Parkrun Japan is growing. Here's a couple of pics from the morning. E-man. And he shared a photo of himself with the lovely Christine and little baby Juno in the running pram out there, I would imagine, at the event because I can see some marshals wearing their volley vests in the background. One of them's got a rainbow mohawk, so that's quite interesting. Unless I'm looking at that wrong. And another one with the parkrun flag and their Toowoomba Roadrunners team flag. Yeah. That team flag gets around a little bit. I think I've seen that at a couple of events in photos at events. Yeah. So, yeah, great to hear from E-Man. And as I said earlier, Mel, E-Man has really carried the load with uh, setting up Palm this year and getting events sorted out and that. So, yeah, huge thanks to the Team Vergara. Yeah, we really do appreciate the people that we have on the ground that help us out organising. It really is helpful to have local knowledge. Now, it's time for us to jump across to club corner so let's have a listen to rachel this is rachel with club corner coming to you from aranda country and in 2024 i am being snappy podcasts we love them well we love at least this one unless you're a new listener, in which case, welcome, and please don't be too disturbed by me. There have been a variety of people who have loved Parkrun enough to want to keep talking about it, well beyond the usual Park Faf on a sat. These are the currently live Parkrun podcasts, in no particular order winky face. Parkrun Adventurers. With me now, the current incarnation are Danny and Nicola from the UK. Pro Parkrun, a podcast in Russian, which began in 2021 before the suspension of Russia as a parkrun country, and continues with the current iterations of 5K events on a sat in Russia. And that's it. Pod adjacent is the Parkrun Audiozine, which is a selection of stories from the Parkrun magazine in audio format. Let us know if you have a favorite, or not, Parkrun pod that I have missed and stay tuned for our future club corners, and next up will be the defunct pods. And thanks, Rachel, for that information. Uh, Rachel, of course, mentioned our lovely little podcast, the Australian one, with me now from the UK, and one that I haven't heard of, Pro Park Run, the Russian version. So I might have a listen and see how that's changed. It'd be interesting to see how that changed when Russian park runs changed from not being park run. But wouldn't it be in Russian? Yes. <laughs> oh, can you Good speak point. Russian? <laughs> Good point. That could be slightly <laughs> difficult. <laughs> oh, that's... Oh, Dad hadn't thought that one through. Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay. I might just stick with um, the adventurers and with me now. How's that sound? <laughs> that sounds good. Now... Tony, the Adventurers Consolidated Club Report for Saturday the 3rd of February 2024 of a total of 550 members, 433 took part on this date in eight countries across 222 locations, 222. In the UK, there were adventurers at 38 events, three in South Africa, two in the USA and one each in Canada, Italy and Japan. Locally, we had adventurers at... 44 events in the greatest state, 
42 events in New South Wales, 39 events in Kingsland, 12 in SA, 11 on the west side, 10 in Tassie, 9 on the North Island, ACT had 7, there was 2 on the South Island and none in the Northern Tree. And Mel, it's uh, interesting to see those UK numbers growing. Um, only one less event than Kingsland. I know. I was really surprised when I saw 38 events. So, yeah, that just goes to show the UK is nearly, the adventurers are nearly as numerous as those in now three top Australian states. Yeah, which is really good. It's nice to um, have met a few people over there and be able to uh, associate with a couple of people. And internationally, our largest frond, naturally enough, was in the UK. It was at Fairham, where the Smiths family have taken it out again, Stuart, Tamsam and Morglan. And surely there is a, a group, now that we have 38 events in the UK, surely we can get some people to sign up a few friends and challenge the Smiths in their quest for global domination every week. <laughs> Yes, and if anybody's interested in being a roving reporter in the UK too, get in touch. But locally, Toc, our largest frond, not surprisingly, was a frond of 19 at Two Rivers Wines in New South Wales. And there was Karen and Kaylee Hamilton, Richard Falchon, Joe McLean, Louise Garbers, Andrew Johnston, M. Nico, Lee Cabarita, that's her poor name, Kim Marnie, Sherry Brantman, Martine Barrett, Luke and Sam Schroeder, Caro Voss, Liz and Pete Curie, Michael Gentle, Roberta Winters and Paris Lawrence. And, of course, Eric Banner. Well, this week, despite there being a huge number of anniversaries and there was anniversaries globally everywhere, there was a huge number, there was no launches this week worldwide. Wow, none. How can that be? I don't know. I've had a look at the figures and I checked it just before we recorded and yep, at this stage there is no launches showing globally. Okay, now over to Adventurer PBs and this week we had Julie Jackson who ran a PB at Sandpoint Point of 57 minutes 42. We had Craig Ryan who ran a PB at Diamond Creek, an all-time PB these are too, don't forget. So 22.06, so well done, Craig, um, for getting an all-time PB. Zali Spake at Shell Harbour, one hour and 26 seconds. Cara McLeod at Lockheel, 40 minutes and 44 seconds. Jeff Reed PB'd at Meningi with 30.23. Anita alone so I'm not sure how you say your surname, Anita, so I hope that's correct, ran a PB at Kingston Park, 46.10. And Stephen Walsh ran a PB at Alexandra of 22.27. And, Mel, we were lucky to have a number of adventurers achieve milestones this week. We had Susan Rodak who ran their... 100th milestone at San Remo. Jason Andrews ran a 100th milestone at Aurora. Michael Burke ran a 250 at Tulloon Creek. The Creek. And our good friend and friend of the podcast, Schultzy, Michael Schultz, did his V100 at Des Connor Juniors. So well done, Schultzy. And we got a lovely photo too sent in of Schultzy holding, um, I think it was biscuits. That's in the figure of 100 with uh, Tracy Wood and Path Bomber Canty there. So congratulations, Schultze. Hope you're doing well. Yeah, well done, Schultze. Susan Rodak also commented in Daz's, celebrating my 100th park run at San Remo Park Run. No ice cream. 
but we had something better. My sister Sally made the most amazing red velvet celebration cake. Hooray! So well done, everyone, on your milestones. Nice to get those cakes. Yeah, and nice to hear Tulman Creek getting a shout-out. Um, yeah, have to get back there soon. Now, we also want to give reminders that the Adventurous shirts that are currently on sale are going to be closing very soon. So they will be closing on Sunday, the 11th of February. So if you haven't ordered and you've been thinking about it, don't miss out. You haven't got much more time. And production will start on the shirts after they close for orders. And you should expect delivery to your home approximately five weeks after that. If you have any questions, pop them in the comments or shoot the office lady a message. Mel, mm. all through all that, last week was a, uh, a zip. What's your plans this Saturday? An adventure! Yay! I knew that I wasn't going to be park running last weekend, so I made sure I had something exciting to do. And I'm going to head off to North Wollongong, catch up with some Sydney friends, maybe even the lovely Beck Bailey, if I'm really lucky. So I am very much looking forward to that. But what about you? Mel, just before we go on to me, North Wollongong, just refresh my memory. Is that the course we did as the Friday Frio, the Shell Harbour year that Chris Rose made the maps up for? I believe so, because, but I didn't do that one. Um, we did the Shell Harbour course on the Friday, but there, there was there was a A and a B option back in the, <laughs> back in in the, the day. OG palm. <laughs> yes. <sighs> So I do believe you're right. Mel, our sad day this week, um, we don't have a plan at this, and I have absolutely no idea at this stage of um, recording. It will be somewhere in Gippsland. It'll be somewhere local after a eight hours each way road trip last week and a couple more adventures coming up soon. But um, I'd like to work on a maybe a P-Index and um, go to one of the – courses around or we might just end up back at the sunny stump because it's going to be nice and warm on Saturday and a swim after it sounds good. Speaking of warm and following the the, uh, conversation last week about the Australian of the Year, I'd just like to remind everyone to get your skin checked. Um, Late last year I had a fairly large lump cut off my leg that wasn't all that good and I think it's just a great reminder and the Australian of the Year is a park runner Get your skin checked, especially anyone that spends any time outdoors. Thank you. Great reminder to us all. Now, thanks for joining me again this week, Talk. It was lovely to catch up and um, enjoy your parkrun day, whichever you choose to do, whichever event you choose to do even. Now, as always, you can contact us via Parkrun Adventurers on Facebook or our email, which is parkrunadventurers at gmail.com. That's it for another week. We'll see you all next week for more adventures. Mm-hmm.